So go on, straighten up your cap. Let your toes begin to tap. The rhythm is a power shroom. Don't forget you're the superstar. No one else can make it this far. Put a comb through that stash. Now you got panache. Oh, let's do the Odyssey. These are some of the lyrics in Jump Up Superstar, performed by Pauline, a character in the Super Mario universe, which we were talking about this week, along with other songs from the Super Mario Odyssey soundtrack. Hello and welcome to Drinking Geek OST. This is a show where we drink beer and listen to geeky soundtracks. In this episode, we're featuring Two Tom's York IPA. I'm normally player two, but this week, Seth is taking player one controller, and uh, we have a new challenger approaching. That's right. Keith has joined the battle. And the track that we are listening to right now is Jump Up Superstar, composed by Naoto Kubo. That's right. Uh, this is the uh, theme song, or if that's what you want to call it, for Super Mario Odyssey, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. It's the first song in a Mario game that actually has lyrics. And uh, <laughs> as I read earlier in the show, at the in, during the little cold open, there's some goofy lyrics. <laughs> yeah, well, they had to fit it into the Mario universe, so... <laughs> but it is a very fun song. I enjoy listening to it. It is. I do love it. Um, but yeah, uh, so we'll be talking more about Mario Odyssey music later. But first, let's get to our beer. This is another in the two Toms, other Tom series. And it's called York after uh, Tom York from the lead singer of Radiohead. Mm-hmm. Which is a music reference. Odyssey, Odyssey, Odyssey. Hmm. I can't uh, focus this episode. If all we're going to do is listen to music, I don't know how you <laughs> Justin do this normally. I'm just going to be singing the whole time. We tend to either just like hum along or uh, long <laughs> points of silence where we're just listening to music. Yeah. Uh, so this is comes in at 7% ABV, uh, 54 IBUs. Oh, crud. I forgot to look Ooh, up. We did not look that up. A lot. 54 is 6 by 9. It's the incorrect answer to number 42. I always thought something was fundamentally wrong with the universe. I don't know what that's a reference to, to be honest with you. <laughs> I maybe did at one point. Uh, I think it's Hitchhiker's Guide ah. reference. That sounds about right. Um, so uh, here's what it says about this beer are next in the other Tom IPA series or should this be Tom with an H because that's how the Radiohead guy spells his name he mm-hmm. a dumb letter in there uh, <laughs> Radiohead inspired Nipa uh, New England IPA loaded with a blend of six banger hops Galaxy Roku Rakai Raku Raku I think Callus Citra Simcoe and Nelson Suavin Wow, we got some new hops here that I have not heard of. Well, let me pause this because it's about to skip to the next track. But that's Odyssey. Jump up, yes. superstar. 
Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, so all these different hops. I mean, this is kind of crazy. Galaxy, I know we know. Uh, but this Raku, Talus, and Nelson Salvin. Mm, interesting. But six different hops in here, so this should be interesting to see how this one blends out. Yeah. Um, we got the can here. Both of us have the can. Again, mm-hmm. we're recording virtually. I should say, um, this is my co-host, Keith. He is one of the hosts of Drink In, Geek Out, if you've never listened to our other show. Uh, he's one of the main four guys on there, along with me and Dustin. And since Dustin's never played this game, I figured it's a smart idea to bring Keith along to talk about the music. <laughs> so welcome, Keith. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, but, uh, okay, we got this can here. It's a pretty, uh, like a poop green almost. <laughs> well, if a lot of his two Tom series, uh, they all are this light <laughs> green and poop green, <laughs> whatever you want to yeah, call it. Yeah, it's kind of the Tom green. Yeah. Tom green. <laughs> That's another Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting on that beer. <laughs> uh, do you want to uh, s- read what it says on the side of the can? Yeah, there's that's quite a bit on here. On the it says, okay, computer, please, could you stop the noise? I'm trying to get some rest. Fitter, happier, more productive, comfortable, not drinking too much. York's lyrics can be timeless, but also timely. Life spent with our nose shoved into a handheld computer, connected but disconnected. At Two Toms, we develop beer to drive a different connection, a tap room that invites community and conversations through the vehicle of craft beer. No TVs, good music, and great beer. A simple concept. Simplicity can be refreshingly deep, much like a song, much like a beer. The building blocks are the same, yet combined in the perfect ratio, they create a connection. Signed, Tom. Mm, yep, he's got a signature on there. So I was going to mention those were lyrics for the song OK Computer, but you said York's lyrics, so that was obvious. Yeah. But that's the reason we chose this beer, because Tom York is a musician, music goes along with the music of mario yeah i, I was actually going to save this if november was bond month like it was supposed to be mm. uh, radiohead wrote a song for james bond it wasn't used but it was they did a uh, submit a theme song for specter i think that was not used but it there is a recording out there that we'll listen to on a future episode oh cool and then so it's kind of got a dead mouse type looking guy <laughs> I, I don't know if yeah. that's radiohead's logo but it, he does have a dead mouse vibe with hop eyes instead yeah hop eyes and the little teeth down there the ears clearly can be seen that's pretty cool i do like this label a lot and then usually on the side here they have a reference of some sort like this little image down under his sing- signature mm-hmm. i'm not familiar enough with radiohead to know what that's a reference to but for Selic, you have like mustache or for petty there's like a something yeah. in there that references Tom Petty, but I'm, I'm not familiar. Maybe that's like this, a label. This for... reminds me of um, What About Bob? Remember that movie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's always that picture, the business guy shaking the hand mm-hmm. and whatever. That's what that reminds me of. I guess so. We'll go with that. I don't know. I have no, I idea. Have no idea. All right, let's go head over to our beer. Yeah, the beer color, it's a yellowish gold Mm-hmm. It's not not too orange. It doesn't get into the orange territory, I don't think. No, it's definitely yellow. It stays in the yellow category for sure. Almost has like a milky look yes, to it. Yes, that's the the Nipah vibe. Because it's so hazy, it just looks kind of mm. 
<laughs> like someone spilled milk in my beer. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely when you put light behind it, it brings out the, the oranges in it, but we're not going off of putting light behind it, just light in yeah. front of it. I want to say five maybe. But yeah, Tails, Tails. I'm going to let you be the decider because, again, this room is super dark. Yeah. I would almost go Scorpion. Okay. I think. Because Tails just looks a little too yellow. Or too orange, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, that's what I think. I went darker because I'm sitting in a dark room, basically. So uh, I'll go with uh, Scorpion. Yeah, we'll go Scorpion, number the, four. The get over here, beer. Get over here. Um, Another video game, great. <laughs> we'll get to the Mortal Kombat music maybe one day on this show. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. Or just Mortal Kombat voices. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty. <laughs> um, let's smell it up right. and see what we got. Sniff. Mm. IPA. <laughs> yeah, it it basically. Hoppy. Yeah, it smells hoppy. It smells like all of the Tom other Toms. I would say. I yep. mean, yeah. If we didn't mention before, he's Ooh, got this whole it. series out called the Tom series, and they all taste the same. I think honestly, yeah. The, the <laughs> it big, all depends I on think, the style of hops that yeah, are in it. It's like the same recipe. I want to say, but he changes up the hops that he uses so this is a bunch of hops that we've never heard of so it'll be interesting to see what it tastes like but yeah it it just smells like a hoppy beer nothing really to go off of there but let's go ahead and taste it and see what we design wow that's a heavy mouthfeel yeah it's it's pretty thick Mm. and it's almost like lactose is in here (laughs) (laughs) um wow and they did use six hops so i think they really just went all out on this one for sure man i kind of like the way that the mouthfeel yeah i think it's a as far as these uh, new england's go i think this is a pretty solid version it because it doesn't have it it maybe has a little of that burn on the back end but uh it doesn't it's not like overly bitter or anything it's Mm -mm. it's you get the flavor of the hops without so much of the ibus 54 is still it's a pretty good number i think it's kind of right there in the middle Close right. to a hundred, it's like, oh no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, but it is seven percent ABV, so it is up there a little bit. Yeah, in the ABV, which isn't terrible. I think that's good. It's pretty good typical, number. I think. Good middle of the road. I think we're ready to talk about Untapped. I have mine open. Untapped. Okay. There are one hundred and four total check-ins, ninety ratings, uh, averaging four point one two. So anything over four in my book is like damn good. Like, mm-hmm. As far as averages on Untapped, yeah, I would say yeah, anything above a four, four is pretty average, yeah. I would think, or just slightly above average. I think around three, three and a There's half. There's a lot of but... like three point sixes and stuff in that area, which yes. that seems to be typical. But once you get over four, I'm like, yeah, that's a beer I want to drink. Yep, for sure. Let's see. A couple people checked this in a couple hours ago. Solid Brew Tom gave it a four. Looks like he's got a bunch of beers delish. There. Mike B just says delish. Chuck says a little muddled, but still pretty tasty. Bonus points for the Radiohead reference, <laughs> but he only gave it a 3.75. Now, if he was pale, that would be like a 4.75 <laughs> for the Radiohead reference, just for the label. I wonder when he said muddled, I, does he mean the thickness of it, like mud, or just the hoppiness? I think the hops, like the flavors of the different hops, maybe he's not able to attach himself to any of like flavor it just kind of tastes like like it tastes like brown it's like a bunch of when you color on top of the color each co- like yes. a different 
crayons on top of each other. It just comes out brown. <laughs> Every color is brown. <laughs> uh, Chris D says another solid outing from the other Tom line of beers. 4.25. Nice grapefruit flavor, says Mick. 4.25. Yeah, I, I don't know about that, but okay. Jay gave it a two and a half and says too earthy for me. Not a fan of that. Seula? Seula D? Not an IPA Seula fan, D. but this one is flavorful. Left <laughs> yeah. goes on. This one was flavorful. Uh, so she's not a fan. David R. Has citrusy tropical upfront with grapefruit finish. Very smooth with mild bitterness. Three and a half. So another grapefruit noter. Yeah, I've seen a couple more of those too. These puffs are ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, everyone seems to be not like completely sold on it, but it's still solid enough. Just another great beer. Yeah. Didn't do anything to really set it apart. I know we've had some of the early ones that were just like amazing. Yeah. And it's also a style that has, I think, kind of worn off or worn out its welcome because there's so many people have done it and they all kind of start to taste the same after a while. So people are kind of just like, yeah, it's another one. I've had one just like it last week. So uh, you have to really knock it out of the park to get uh, like high praise on untapped. Yep, for sure. I was looking at some of the photos on here, and some look very different. I'm sure it's just the lighting. Yeah. But a couple of these that are in the tap room are a lot clearer than what we're working. <laughs> you know, I was thinking the same thing. I just thing. wonder if that's due to the the settling in our can or what. Yeah, you would think all the cans were filled first, and then it went into kegs after that, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you would think all the stuff settled. So whatever's left in the kegs might be thicker than what is in the cans. But what I put on my can is super thick and you said yours was thick as well. So. Oh yeah. And majority of the pictures are, don't get me wrong. They look exactly like what we're drinking. I just wonder if some of the, the photos are like the top of the keg, the bottom of the keg, depending upon, or they just uploaded the wrong photo. (laughs) That that happens often as well. I already checked mine in. If you want to go ahead and check yours in, I'll tell you what I what I said, if you're ready for that. Sure. Or take a couple more sips, get our final thoughts in order. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sway you with my score or anything, but I think you probably already settled on what you're going to check it in at. So I picked up these cans a couple weeks ago, and I said a little more bitter than some of the other Toms, uh, other, other Toms, but still damn delicious, and I gave it a four. Which is what I'm going to stick with. And it's right along with the average, basically. Uh, the four out of five. I've had, I think Indiana City has had some lately that are just a little bit more flavorful that would I would put ahead of this. But I think Two Toms always does a great New England style IPA or milkshake IPA or like these hoppier beers. And I'm always a fan. I always love drinking them, but... With these hops that I've never heard of, it's hard to say if I like the hops or not because there's so many hops in here. I don't know what a talus tastes like or, or a Raku, Roku or whatever because <laughs> um, this, with the six hops, it's hard to tell which one's which. But uh, I would like to try those on their own just to get a better idea of what those hops are. Yeah, it's a good point. It's like we've had Galaxy enough. I think we can pick that one yeah, out. And Citra, same. But it's like... Yeah, it's like, well, what else, you know, it must be that other flavor that mm-hmm. we're 
really pulling through there. Well, I've only had just a little bit of it. I know you had this one before, and I think I picked it up just a few days before you did uh, when it came out, and I did not drink one of these. I forgot because <laughs> it was the first one I put in my fridge, so it got pushed to the back. So I was drinking a lot of those other ones that I had, but I really love the mouthfeel on this, like the heaviness of yes. it. I think it really sets it apart, um, and it just that thickness to it. I really like that. It's unique enough, but the hoppiness, the bitterness, there is a lot of hops that does come through. And I don't know if it's just from what I was drinking beforehand or what it's like, the more I drink it, obviously the more bitter it's going to get. Yeah. I think, and as my palate was being cleansed um, to get to this and a lot of that hop is starting to come through, which I'm not a huge fan of, but I really like that thickness of it. So I think I'm just going to give this one a solid four because I don't want to go below that because I will, I still enjoy this. Yeah. But the hops is stopping it from me saying this is one of my favorites. Yep, that's basically I'm not a huge IPA fan. So we're basically on the same page. Like it's a little more bitter than you would have liked, but it's still the damn drinkable beer. Oh yeah. All right, let's get over back into our music, and then we've got some stuff to talk about later with like the composer and whatnot. But let's just play a little bit of music and get this thing going. Can you hear that? Should I turn it up? Yep, I got it. It's pretty quiet on my end. That's Cappy Kingdom, isn't it? Yeah, it's um. Oh, let me go back over. It's Benetton. This plays throughout the Cap Kingdom. And uh, you and I did mention recently on our Mario episode that this level kind of gives you Nightmare Before Christmas yes. vibe, and this music adds to it. it definitely puts you in that mindset which it's odd have it having the game start this way but the music definitely fits the level it's just a weird way to start the game i think yeah well it's enough to make you go hmm what's <laughs> happening here you want that pizzazz to start out with but definitely this could be on like a a spooky episode maybe Spooky, mm-hmm. ge- spooky game episode. It's got those kind of vibes. And I know um, last week you said Cascade Kingdom had some of your, or uh, on the other podcast you said Cascade Kingdom has some of your favorite music. Yes. So let's go check that out. This is Fossil Falls. Yes, it's got that adventure vibe like here we go, we're yeah. starting our journey. Definitely epic, like adventure music, which fits the episode, or the the level very well. And then the music changes a little bit. Well, it changes quite a bit. Once you change into the T Rex, it's like boom, bada bum, bada bum, bada bum, bada bum. Yes. <laughs> I don't have that on here. You can look that up, but I really love this song. Yeah, it adds its own little thing. And that's, a, I think, a throwback all the way back to Super Mario World, where whenever you get on Yoshi, mm. the music would change. Yeah. It would add more the percussion, the drums, and everything in the background. Um, so it's kind of like a little twist on the regular song. It just changes it up to let you know that you're in a different state. Things are crazy. Things mm-hmm. are happening. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, you're right. Epic is what I would use to describe this for sure. 
play for a second. I just love all the instrumentation there they use. Mm, um, it's great. And uh, I also have the 8-bit version of this song, so let me s click over to that to compare. So <laughs> what's cool about this game is whenever you go down a pipe into like a 2D area that you become 8-bit Mario and the music becomes an 8-bit version of whatever the music is in the level. And it is some of my favorite video game music, is the 8-bit versions of these songs. It's so cool. It's just great how they use the modern technology to, like, throw back to these classic, yeah. what they could do back in the Nintendo era or NES era and they fit so well I think that's the best part like if you plugged this in and gave me an old NES cartridge and I stuck it in and heard this I'm like I figured it'd just be written in the 80s mm -hmm. like it just it fits so well it's like I wonder if they started that route <laughs> and then built from it I doubt right. it but uh, yeah so I got some information about the composer I'm going to get into here but let me go to the next song it's from the, what is it? Sand Kingdom. Ah, oh, so good. It's called Tastarina Ruins. Plays throughout the Sand Kingdom and the second section of the darker side. Um, so the composer you mentioned earlier in the intro, it's n Naoto Kubo. He's a Japanese video game composer that has worked in Nintendo since he joined in 2013. His first Nintendo game was Ken Captain Toad Treasure Tracker, which we forgot to mention on the Drink and Geek Out episode, but Captain Toad yes, is a main character in this game, basically. <laughs> you track him down at every level, and he'll give you a man. Kubo later looked Oh, no. Kubo later took on a greater role as the lead composer of Mario Odyssey, where he composed Jump Up Superstar, along with many other tunes in the game. I like this one. Definitely has, like, the Egyptian vibes to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely feel like you're going across a desert here. Yeah, it's almost like Grod Grodu Desert from Legend of Zelda. Yes! I probably said it wrong, but it's something like that. Gerard, Ger, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if it's a soft G or hard G. We all keep our original translation <laughs> from when we were children playing that game. Gerardu, Gerodu, Gerardu. Yeah, there's no voice acting in the game, so how am I supposed to know what it sounds like? <laughs> My education only went so far. <laughs> um, let's get to the 8-bit version of this song. I think the, uh, I don't know, Super Mario Land, the first Game Boy Mario game, mm -hmm. has 
an Egypt level that sounds an awful lot like this. Yeah. I figured that was a little nod to that. There was the Sphinx yeah. and everything else all made its appearance in that game. And there's a, another version or another song in this level for the nighttime. Tostarino Nights. Tostarino? I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. Tostitos. <laughs> I know, that's why. It, uh, tortilla chips. I thought there were tortilla chips involved. I don't think I remember it when it was night. That must have been when it was frozen over. I yeah. Think. It's during the hole in the desert objective. So before you jump down in that hole. Or maybe while you're in that hole. Really the only reason I want to play this is because I want to play the 8-bit version. Mm-hmm. Which sounds like this. This has some Metroid uh, Samus Returns vibes, which is a yes. old Game Boy game. I was going to say, I've heard this somewhere <laughs> before. I'm like, this sounds like a game that's already been out. Yeah. Um, let's move on, because we got a lot to get through, so I'm going faster than maybe I should be, but... That's the, all good. The Wooded Kingdom, and I definitely have more to talk about in my notes, so... Get some of these songs going and then we'll get to the notes. Here we've got from the Wooded Kingdom, it's called Steam Gardens. And you'll let me know if the music is too loud on your end. That's this is so percussion. like dance music. See, the percussion is the drummer in me right now. Drop it down some sick beat. In this. Like the jazz guitar yes. or whatever. Yep. <laughs> it's nice to have a co-host that actually is a musician. <laughs> hey, Dustin plays drums. Too. I know. Well, I don't know anything about music, so it's nice to have someone that knows what they're talking about. It's all I mean. I'm not taking a shot at Dustin. No. <laughs> You're right, definitely jazzy feel to this. Uh, so let's check out the 8-bit version. This sounds like a, like a end of a level. Like, yeah. You won. Now let's get the jazzy stuff. This reminds me of uh, Mega Man. Oh, yeah. A little bit of that. I totally get that. Yeah, definite Mega Man vibes. I'd love to have that as like a ringtone or something. That's just so good. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that so much, I'm going to let it play while I tell you something else. Uh, Shiho Fuji is a Japanese video game composer who joined Nintendo in twenty or in two thousand seven. Sorry, and she has composed 
for some titles such as the new Super Mario Bros. series and the Splatoon series. Mm. Also, was a co-composer on this. She works a lot with Noito Kubo, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our man, Koji Kondo. Yes. He comes up all the time on this show because he's like the king of Nintendo. Ugh. He's among the most prominent composers for music for Nintendo. As a close friend of Shigeru Miyamoto, most of the games he has composed are for Miyamoto's creations. He is most famous for his works in Mario and The Legend of Zelda series. The overall themes of Super Mario Bros. and Super Mario World were his doing, among many others. So basically, any iconic Nintendo yeah, game. Yeah, anything you've Pretty much him is Koji Kondo. From yeah, and um, I should have saved that for later because I actually have some of his songs on here. But let's go to Lake Lemonade or Lemode. I'm gonna say Lemonade, but it's Lemode. <laughs> So this plays at the Lake Kingdom. Is this the 8-bit version? This is the 8-bit version. Yeah. Uh, let me go to the real version. For some reason it skipped over that. I was say, that sounded very 8-bit. And there's actually, this might be the underwater version. There's three versions, because when you're mm-hmm. above water and when you're underwater, it changes. Yeah. It's like you never realize that until you look at the music. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's so seamless. Like, of course, mm-hmm. underwater, it's going to have, like, more of an echoey effect because your, ear, your ears are full of water. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of has that same effect. Yeah, this has that mystic style effect, mm-hmm. like you're floating under the water. Vibes of uh, Mario 64 and oh the, yeah, the ship level where you go underwater mm-hmm. and find the eel. Uh, what's that? Uh, what's that level called? Dry dry docks or something like that. Yes, yes, that's it. <laughs> or wet wet. Do- it's dry dry desert. Wet wet docks or something like that. Wet, wet docks something. <laughs> I think docks is involved. Dryer docks, dire docks. Do- oh damn it. <laughs> gonna make me look it up <laughs> you don't have to i just know it's something docs dire dire docs yeah it's yes i think that's it yes dire dire docs we're right <laughs> again by koji kondo of course <laughs> and i should sleep to this yeah this would be good to have like on as white noise music in the background yeah do some uh, like meditation to this. Mm, that'd be good. Or um, like some of these yoga videos I watch have like this type of music in the background. <laughs> now stretch. Yeah, exactly. Reach to the sky. Uh, we already listened to the 8-bit version, so I'm going to skip that. I played that on I accident. I put everybody to sleep. I know. We better move on to the... What, what's next on my Lost, Lost Kingdom, Kingdom, which is Forgotten Isle number two. Getting kind of uh, Egyptian vibes, maybe? 
Egyptian. I was thinking more like island. Yes. Style, because kind of the drums and the steel uh, drums. Like, yep. Kind of like uh, Wind Waker, like when you're on a couple of those islands. Yeah. What it reminds me of. I don't know why I thought of the episode or the episode, the level in Super Mario 64 where the pyramid is, where you have to. Yes. There's the four pillars. I don't know why that's the image I had in my mind while listening yeah. to this. You know what honestly comes to mind right now is uh, the Ewoks at the end of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And their little drums playing. Uh, well, their uh, stormtrooper helmets that they're playing yes. drums on. <laughs> Let's listen to the 8-bit version because it kind of continues like this for a jungle, while. Jungle vibes there. Ooh. This definitely sounds like something, and I just... It's just out of my reach what it is. Ocarina is what it sounds like. Yeah. But it's a little too 8-bitty for Ocarina. Yeah. Oh, what is that game? Not so much this part, but the earlier part. But the earlier part, you're right. There wasn't like any space games or anything that we played. It's kind of Metroid-y in a way, but... Mm -hmm. There's a specific game, and I don't know if people listening, if you know what the game (laughs) that we're thinking of, we gave you no information except for what this music is, (laughs) (laughs) and it was most likely on Nintendo because that's what we played. Yep. All right, let's go to New York. No, New New York, New Donk City (laughs) Nights. This is in the Metroid Kingdom. When you first enter Metro Metro Kingdom, it's kind of like dark and rainy. Yes, as the um, bad caterpillar or whatever. Yeah. Wiggler. Mecha Wiggler. Mecha. I really like the electric guitar. Spooky. Yeah. It does have the Spoo House kind of uh, Mm -hmm. same notes. That's right. That's why I thought there would be like a little haunted place in this game. But it, they never. Yeah. One of the... That would have been cool if you went to the Ghost Kingdom or something, the Boo Kingdom, mm-hmm. the Luigi's Mansion Kingdom. <laughs> yes. Maybe that's why they stayed away from it. Probably. Uh, I think it started over. So let's go to yep. the. Uh, what's next on my list? Daytime. Daytime. But I really like that. This is kind of the game theme song almost. It's I really like it's kind of jazzy because Pauline's yep. the lead singer of a jazz band. It brings the uh, saxophone in. Uh, I guess this would be a good time to read this other part that I have. Um, A first in the series, Nintendo character development of Pauline led to them writing a vocal theme song, which ended up representing the entire game. 
swing music inspired song Jump Up Superstar was composed by as we mentioned earlier Neo to Kubo and performed by Kate Higgins who also did the voice acting for Paul Lee. There's another actress in Japan because they obviously didn't speak English I didn't write that down because I, we didn't play that version of the game, so I did correct why I mentioned that. <laughs> but if you want to know, there is another person involved. Uh, Nintendo's intent with the song was to create a fun jazz track that would be enjoyed outside of the game. Um, but the reference to the Mario franchise that could be further appreciated by fans of the series. Additionally, they wanted a chorus with... Uh, that was simple enough for non-English speakers to sing along to. Another vocal track featured in the game, Break Free, Lead the Way, in parentheses, uh, was written for the same process. Additional music for the game was composed by Shiho Fuji and uh, longtime composer Koji Kondo, which I already mentioned, I'm in the composer's section. Uh, I got more information now. But I'm going to skip to the next track before I read that. Oh, this is great. Fun song. This plays in the cafe in New Donk City. Yes. Just a piano bar version of the original Super Mario World song. Yes. This is so good. See, like, if we ever uh, end up opening our own brewery, I'm going to pay somebody just to sit and play this song over and over. (laughs) I love these little Easter eggs they threw in all throughout this entire game. Yes. The nostalgic nods to the past. Especially in this level and in the... Uh, Mushroom Kingdom level. They have mm-hmm. a lot of those. Next, I have the 8 bit version of the intro song, Jump Up Superstar. <laughs> because in that sequence, you become 8 bit and it's part of the thing. Yeah. Um, so a little bit more information. Two weeks before the game's release, Nintendo uploaded a Broadway-inspired propos- promotional music video of the song, uh, which featured live-action dancers alongside a CGI animated Mario. The song was released on digital music storefront iTunes shortly after, breaking into the top 40 bestsellers in the United States. A four-disc, 136-track complete soundtrack was released in Japan, by Bean Inc. in uh, February 2018. It includes the English and Japanese instrumental versions of Jump Up Superstar and Break Free, as well as a commentary from staff members who worked on the game. In addition to the full soundtrack, a 12-track digital album was released worldwide on iTunes in December 2017. I don't know if you've ever seen the music video. I have not. (laughs) for Jump Up Superstar it is pretty cool uh, it, it's it's uh, kind of like live action New Donk City people like in their suits and hats and stuff yeah. with a CGI Mario, Mario kind of dancing, dancing and uh, 
I don't know That's if it's cool. the uh, singer, like the original singer or not, but there's a woman singing the song mm-hmm. dressed as Pauline. It, it was very funny. I remember it came out before the game. I was like, what is this game? <laughs> 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 All right, let's move on. I think we're ready. But I, uh, uh, this 8-bit version of the song is great, as is the uh, uh, the original We're going to Seaside Kingdom, and this is Bubble Lane. Beach vibes. Oh, yeah. It's almost like elevator music. I was going to say that, too. (laughs) I'm glad you pointed that out, because I am working on a playlist of elevator musics, like from different video games to put in like a future episode <laughs> oh my gosh that would be amazing it's like i've heard this somewhere before i was standing around doing nothing yeah. waiting on an elevator to go up or down but yeah i mean you're just sitting there on the beach enjoying the time island vibes i love it Want to hear the 8-bit version? Yes, please. Turn it up a little bit so you can hear what it is about this style of or this the 8-bit music just gets to me i love it yes. i just want a playlist of all these 8-bit tracks I, yep I, I don't know if it's because that's the games i grew up with or what but this sounds amazing to me <laughs> yeah no i think it is because it's been engraved in our brains because we grew up playing these with just hours upon hours of the same tunes over and over mm-hmm. again that these are subconsciously in our brains that it just brings us that happiness I think that we played when we were that young playing it it just takes us back to it oh I love it like I'm curious if like a younger generation or somebody who didn't grow up with like this music if they would enjoy this or they'd be like what's what is that bullshit (laughs) like where are the real instruments but no, I just love this sound. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll I'll throw an 8-bit playlist together when the kids are the next study hall. I'll throw that one up, see what the, the consensus if they're like uh, 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds <laughs> of today, and be like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious. All right, let's move on to what is it? Snow Kingdom or something? I kind of lost uh, my place. Sea- yeah, snow. Yes, after seaside. It's the Shiveria town. <laughs> yes. Oh, I forgot about this one. It's really good. It doesn't bring to my mind snow, but it's like Holland or something. Yeah, it's like a an old town, uh, Castle Town from Zelda. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. Totally. Like I'm expecting to see people like in a hustle bustle of a little yeah. town. Yeah, I picture like people doing that like that dance where they lock arms and spin in a circle yes. and then they like lock the arms with somebody else I don't know what the, if that dance has a name 
We're dancing, yeah? <laughs> Welcome to our village! <laughs> but yeah, it definitely does have that Castle Town vibe. Walking this whole town of villagers and everything. It's... There is not a. I guess there isn't an 8 bit version. You don't ever go to the 8 bit land in this level. So let's move on to uh, Luncheon Kingdom. This is Mount Valbono. <laughs> Valboner? Valbone. <laughs> Valbano? A YouTube reference? You can hear the bubbles like in the background yeah. of like the volcano. I think they threw that in there. I didn't mention in the Jump Up Superstar song because we kind of talked over it a little bit at the intro, mm -hmm. but you can hear like there's like coin sounds and different like Mario sounds in the background as part of the music. Nice. Add those little references in. It's kind of it's like adventure style, but like cautious. Yeah. Like, don't fall off. Don't fall in the lava. You know. It's kind of like Cascade Kingdom, but like a little pulled back. Mm -hmm. Let's do the eight bit version now. Yes. This one reminds me of uh, Dr. Mario. Oh, yes, totally. Because that's that blop blop is like the sound the pills make when they fly mm -hmm. out of his hand. <laughs> Even in Super Smash Bros., when you throw a pill as Dr. Mario, it goes blop blop. Yep. Blop. That same sound. And then in this level, there's like that little bustling plaza. Mm -hmm. So here's what it's called. Not the town. town. It has its own little song. Yes. And it's kind of Italian because they're all like making yes. stews and like pasta. And... This, this should be Mario's theme. It should be. It's a little Italian. Well, a little tubby Mario, like, <laughs> rolling down the town square. Like, if you ever watched the, the cartoon, all he cares about is spaghetti and meatball. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Where's my pasta for ghoul? <laughs> I need my spaghetti. <laughs> Kind of polka, polka music almost. Yep. Steve Urkel vibes. Yes. He played the accordion. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, let's move on to Bowser's Castle. It's in the Bowser Kingdom. I think I've actually played this on the show before. We did a Bowser episode. Hmm. So I won't dwell on it too long. Just want to get the vibe. So that way, you, when you hear the 8-bit version, you can compare the two. But Japanese. Yes. 
ancient style of music. Oh, I love it. Like, it takes you back to feudal Japan. Yes. Which, uh, like Seven flute. Samurai. Samurai vibe. Seven, Seven Samurai, the movie. That was one of my favorite outfits in this yes. uh, Mario game, was the little samurai outfit that you could wear. And it's a nice uh, kind of tie-in because all these games are made in Japan, obviously. So Oh, yeah. Right. It fits perfectly. Even though he's like an Italian. An Italian-American plumber, yeah. <laughs> they base it off from New York. Brooklyn. Uh, let's do the AP version. Same vibes that's, as the original, but it's just yeah, so good in it, It's hard to, to replicate the yeah. flute and to replicate the instruments. Yeah. That's a little it, rough. It doesn't sound at, like it doesn't sound as Japanese as the original. Mm-hmm. I still love it though. Yeah, it's still nice. Um, and then in Bowser's Castle, we've got this. Kind of like boss vibes. Yep. It's a little more amped up and spookier. Tries to get your heart racing a little bit faster. It's still very similar to yeah, the... Yeah, it's still got the Japanese kind of yeah. idea to it. All right, let's go to Moon Kingdom. This is the Honeyloon Ridge. Oh, you know what I just... This sounds like... What? Uh, The Wii home screen. Yes! <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> just turn on the Wii for the first time and there it is definitely space vibes yeah let one note sail off like you're floating Mm -hmm. kind of like underwater but a lot slower I think yeah it's very similar style very slow and you move very slow in this area you jump slow you land slow so the music is very fitting I'm trying to remember uh, Mario Galaxy but I mean that music was all upbeat there was no yeah. like slow style like this we'll do a we'll have to do a Mario Galaxy episode someday uh, let's move on to the 8-bit version because I mean that's taking forever, but it's similar. Very yeah. similar. That little tinkle. 
Yeah. In the background of like a star, a shooting star. Kind of like haunting almost. Mm hmm. Next we it's have. Like, oh, go ahead. Yeah, like you're walking through a haunted castle or something. Yes. Um, let's go into the caves. Rock really ramps it up. <laughs> Turn that down. Did not expect that. So uh, this, this is, is the, the underground moon caverns in the Moon Kingdom. Uh, this is the song that plays. This is definite Bowser yeah. theme music here. Getting much closer to Bowser here. That, that is a nod to one of the Bowser songs, I'm pretty sure. This reminds me of the Mario Kart SNES, mm -hmm. Bowser's Castle. I knew I heard this somewhere before. That's a great song. Yeah. Still in Moon Kingdom. We're going to go to the wedding hall now. Church. Organ. Big organ. I mean, this is Peach and Bowser's wedding music, I guess. Forced wedding. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a wedding music. You would. It yeah. seems like a missed opportunity to have it be like a Mario throwback. Exactly. It's. Is it? I'm trying to think if it. It doesn't stand out. To me exactly. As well, though. jump forward a little bit. Yeah. No, it doesn't really stand out to me as some like I, there's no. definitely a game from a 16-bit or 8-bit Mario game that they could have organized yeah. or played it organized is a different word. That doesn't mean played on an organ. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they could have played a song <laughs> on an organ. That Yeah. On an organ would be great. Okay, let's go. We're still in the Moon Kingdom. This is Honey Loon Ridge Collapse, which is during the escape sequence. When after your Bowser fight, I think. It's uh, kind of the. Is it Metro Kingdom? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like one of the other songs just sped up bum, as, like, bottom. <laughs> just dramatized. Yep. Hurry. The place is close. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a collapse where you're rushing to, to accomplish something. There is also an 8-bit version.
feel like I've heard this before like, <laughs> in an actual NES game. Yeah, it does. It does definitely sound like Definite boss music. Um, and then last, we have the escape. From the, well, not last, but last in the Moon Kingdom. This is the Break Free song I was talking about earlier. Oh yeah, actually starts the game. So after you jump on that last little spark plug thing and you shoot off the moon back to Earth, the song plays. It has like Disney vibes, like not like a Disney yeah. movie, but like Disney Channel uh, musician. Like, <laughs> yes, it's, it's the intro music, and all the characters yeah. turn around and look at the camera. Exactly. Like, this actor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this sounds like Bowser's theme song. It's almost like end credits style. Like at the end, you could even insert Marvel movie here. Yeah. You know, something where you see all the characters in the background. It's just kind of the fun rock music. Like, <laughs> yeah, the movie's over. And like all the different scenes. Oh, and here's the 8-bit version. Obviously no 8-bit vocals. <laughs> How would that work? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like... Uh, What's his name from the wheelchair? <laughs> Stephen Hawking. Yes. <laughs> his voice is eight-bit vocals. Yes. Didn't know <laughs> you didn't know that? <laughs> uh, just imagining that. Now I want to add that to this music. <laughs> uh. So that's that. I, I love it. Yeah, again, it's like uh, the end title sequence. Like all yeah, the credits I mean, are rolling. You beat the game. And... Essentially, yeah, you did beat the game. The re- everything after this is bonus content. Yep. But I still got a long way to go. Let's oh go gosh, to we... <laughs> the Mushroom Kingdom. Peach's Castle. Yes, I could listen to this all day. I know. This is Nostalgia 1996 right here. When I walked in there for the first time I heard this, I was like, oh my god, I I love this game. This is my favorite game. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had chills. I remember when I first walked in, I'm like, yes, thank you. (laughs) You're just feeding everything I want. Yes. Um, so but I, next section is boss battle music. I'm going to go through this quickly because I've got okay. quite a bit left to do. This is the uh, Brutal's battle. It's got battle vibes, but it's also kind of... I don't know if it fits with the rest of the game. Just with that boing, boing, boing. Sounds out of place a little bit. Yeah. Definite boss music. Uh, let's go to Madam Brood battle. 
starts out the same. But, I mean, it's basically the same song. Just stylized different. A little bit heavier. Yeah. To show that it's a bigger, bigger boss to battle. Then we got Mecha Wiggler battle. So it's in the Metro Kingdom, so it still has that kind of jazzy vibe, but it's mm -hmm. also you're fighting like a robot thing, so it's got that techno vibe. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, then the, I don't know how to pronounce this, the Mollus Mollusk Lancer Lancer. battle. The giant squid, yeah, right? Seaside Kingdom. Well, mollusk, I think, is what they're. Yes, mollusk. Mollusk lens. The reason I played this is because there's an 8 bit version. Let's go on to the Ruined Dragon. So this is where like the epic music. Because we're fighting like, this giant dragon in this broken down castle type area. He's huge. Yeah, I remember. Very epic music there. So then let's move on to Bowser. Bowser Battle 1. Very throwbacky to other boss Bowser battles, it feels like. Oh, yeah. I skipped the others. I see that. <laughs> yeah, very Bowser esque. That heavy guitar, the rock guitar. Uh, Bowser Battle 2. Extremely epic. Definitely shows that this is the final battle. Mm -hmm. The final showdown. Mm hmm. And then my next section of like grouping of songs is all like those little bonus type stages. We got running. I think uh, Mario Sunshine had those first. Yeah. Run, jump, throw, number one, which is familiar. To a different Mario game, but it's like um, those levels in Super Mario World, I want to say, where the screen scrolls and you have to like kind of try to keep up with it. Oh yeah. Uh, Super Mario or uh, Run Jump Throw Number Two from Super Mario Odyssey. 
kind of like the underground theme, I yes. think, but a little bit different. It's like a jazzed up version of that. And I've got an 8-bit version of this, so maybe it will... I can definitely see this in an earlier Mario game. Yeah. It's got so many Mario vibes to it. Uh, then the subterranean number one. Here we go. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Yes. Doo -doo -doo -doo. I mean, that's underworld theme from number one. I think it just goes over that over and over. Yeah, it plays in secret areas, um, plays in underground power plant, or power plant in the Metro Kingdom and a few other places. But there's an 8-bit version. I mean, I'm sure you've heard this before. Oh, yeah. And then there's a uh, number two. What's number two? Oh, it's kind of echoey in a cave. This plays in the Jaxi ruins. Hmm. I guess it's taken from the Captain Toad treasure treasure tracker, which uh, one of our composers worked on. That uh, looks like a fun game. Yeah. I'll have to check that. Game. Uh, then there's the caves, which have a similar, almost underground theme, mm -hmm. just like elevated to modern days. Uh, next we have the ice. Again, has those same vibes. I just wanted to play oh, all yeah. these in a row to give you. It's kind of all got that underground theme. Do -do 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 -do. Yeah. Jazzed up just a little bit. This is the ruins. Plays in the inverted pyramid in the uh, Sand Kingdom. And then there's an 8-bit version of this. Obviously, Egypt vibes, you're in an underground pyramid. Or inverted pyramid. Oh, yeah. Let's get that do-do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. I think they sped it up. Uh, okay, and then I think I mentioned this before, maybe it was on the last, or the other Mario Odyssey episode, the projection room, where you can go inside the original Mario. Uh, here's the above ground. Yes! And it's kind of got, kind of echoey because it's projected in a theater, so they kind of give you that feel. <laughs> And then also you can go underground in that little short scene. Mm -hmm. Just love the throwbacks. Ugh. 
And then there's an above the clouds segment. It plays in other bonus areas. Oh yeah, that's from Cloud Cloud Kingdom. Yeah. Yep. This is uh, Super Mario World. Yep. No. Yeah. It's in there. Yeah, the Switch Palace. That's it. Yep. Uh, like I knew I heard this somewhere. Man, I love this updated version. I've got four tracks left. We've got Toad Brigade member. Yes, Captain, Captain Toad. Toad. You should add that. Hey! Yep. <laughs> um, it's uh, also taken from Super Mario Galaxy when you talk to Captain Toad, and it's in uh, the Treasure Tracker games. Um, and then, oh, here, I mentioned this at one point this race theme oh yeah um I think it's similar I don't think it's the same in Super Mario 64 when you race that penguin down the mountain slide yeah. a little bit it's the same style for sure Okay, then we got the RC car. So this is Super Mario World. Or yes, Super Mario it is Kart. Mario. It's an <laughs> it's an arrangement of Mario Circuit from the Super Mario Kart game for yep. Super NES. It's great. Uh, yeah, I could sit here and sing the whole thing. There's no <laughs> words to it. I know every yeah, little every beat. All right, and last, the last little uh, throwback song I've got in this is the spinning slots. So if you remember, oh, yeah, mini games in well in this game there's like a moon you collect by spinning the three slots in the slot mm -hmm. machine and there's a couple different places you do it but also in super mario bros three or two is it two or three? Three. 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 in one of the toad houses <gasps> yes and you're supposed to pick yeah, one you of the treasure chests yeah you either pick oh a treasure chest or there's the, the one where the the faces scroll across the screen in opposite directions and you got to line yes. up the three. This is yes. what plays. Oh, my God. I'm just waiting that. Beep. Yeah. Beep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but that's all. Oh, I that just is so cool. love the little shout out to that. Oh, I forgot about that. I'm like, I knew when I heard that. I'm like, where have I heard this before? <laughs> It's subconsciously in my brain mm -hmm. after all those years of playing that game. Oh my gosh. I think it's also when in Super Mario 3 where you pick the cards and you got to match the two. It's like a match game. Yes, matching. Mm -hmm. um, oh, that's so it. So good. Um, and I feel like this was an anniversary game. Like 
this should have come out at, during an anniversary year. I don't think it did, but no, because the way it like ties all of the different Mario things together, it feels like just a a love letter to everything Super Mario. Exactly, it made sense for it to come out like on the 35th anniversary, like we're talking about, or a 30th anniversary. But it was in 2017, so that's not really an anniversary year. Just no, yeah, they just needed a launch. <laughs> it was a launch title, though, for the Switch, yeah. right? I think it so. It was on launch day, I thought. I, I don't know. Neither of us had a Switch on launch day, but... That's true. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. But that would make sense that, you know, they wanted to put Mario back as the launch title. Mm-hmm. So, but you're right. It definitely has anniversary vibes, and it should have been, like, an anniversary special for sure. But, hey, I'll take it any which way. <laughs> any day you want to give this game to me, I'll take it. Because... Um, in a few weeks on the original Drinking Geek Out, we're going to do a, the Golden Mushroom Awards mm. and talk about like our favorite Mario game. But I think this is my favorite of the like platforming orig- like 3D Mario games or 2D Mario games. I think this is my favorite. Yeah. It it's, just... it's definitely one of the greatest for sure. I mean, they... they they nailed it with this it's damn near perfect the music is fantastic um all of the moons are fun to collect it's just it's fun to replay it looks amazing like the graphics i really have nothing to complain about yeah great game <laughs> great music great song and i loved um if we we didn't mention before that there is like little mini like side quests in here that you find a toad that's got headphones on. Oh, yeah. He's like always listening to the music and he, you need to find and unlock all these special songs. You got to do these certain, you know, requirements mm-hmm. to get them. And then you can pick whatever song you want to play in the background while you're playing the game. Yeah. So if you like that new donk city song, the Metro kingdom, you can play that at any time or any eight bit song while you're running around in any kingdom, which is, awesome yeah that it gives you the ability to do that it's a great point it's like uh dr mario where you can pick the song you play during the game Mm -hmm. but you can pick a song during a mario game like a real mario game and play it and he'll like give you a trivia question he's like um oh there's a dinosaur after me and then you gotta figure out what song that is (laughs) in yeah it's so cool neat little things like that adding it all in it's like a big conglomeration of like every little bit of Mario turning it into one big game. So yeah, it's going to be hard to top this, honestly. Yeah. I don't know know what what the next generation of switch systems is going to look like, but man, this is what this one's hard to beat. Yeah. I can't imagine them doing another Mario game like this on the switch. We'll probably have to wait for switch two or whatever they're going to call it. Switch you. <laughs> oh God! I hope not. Switch Pro is the rumor I've been hearing. Yeah, I mean, Switch Pro is—it's still going to play the same Switch game. Like, I think it. Like, you'll be yeah. able to sw- play Switch Pro games on the Switch. I would imagine. It's just like a—it got better graphics on the, and better battery power on the like handheld part. I think. Upgraded a little bit. But that's going to do it for this week. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this little walk down Mario Lane. Thanks for the invite. Thanks for having me on this special podcast. Thanks for joining us. Um, It was great. If you want to hear more of Keith's opinions, check out Drink In, Geek Out. And if you want to hear more music, stay tuned to this channel. We don't have a sign-off, so goodbye. Bye.